Good afternoon, everyone. Um, good game last week for us. It was good to see the, the fruits of our labor starting to pay off for us uh, over the last couple of weeks. It was good to see it all come together a little bit better. Um, I think there was a lot of progress made on in every phase of what we did uh, in the game. It was good to see uh, some plays being made in all those phases, the things that we talked about and things that we drill from a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. So I was very uh, encouraged to see our team respond and play at a pretty good level. And I think what we took from it is that we think we can get better and we think we can uh, continue to um, stress the details that give us to play our best football as we go through this uh, second half of the season. So we're off to a uh, we got a win, and now we're off to Cal and getting ourselves ready for another big challenge just in front of us. So, any questions? I'm sure we, we have a, a few. I know everybody's different, but you want to look at that, and also how do you balance that with you wanting to try to build some momentum from this last week and carry over that feeling that these guys got from playing better and getting their minds right a little bit? We definitely want to continue that momentum that was built from the game. You know, it was, um, I mentioned weeks ago when, when I felt we were making progress, and, but it wasn't quite showing on the field. Those are the, that's what gets frustrating after a while when you're doing it well in practice and it's not, it's not translating to, your, to the field on game day. And I think we're, we're, we're getting over that hurdle. You know, we're starting to see the, the benefits of a lot of the stuff that we're doing to improve our, our football. And, and I think there's the light's starting to glow now. They, they see the, the, the roots of why things are getting better, why we're playing better. Um, everybody has a, has a job and a focus to get better at their role, at what they do you know, within our football team. And, and I think that just coming out of the bye week and being very specific for each player to know what we are asking for him to be better at, that really probably was a huge bump for us to really give them something specific to change in their game that that is going to help us be better and i think they took that to heart and i think that was the reason why we had a good jump last week nate landman gets talked about a lot gets a lot of accolades and justifiably so but carson led the nation in tackles for the loss per game last year obviously had a great game on saturday i'm just curious what it's been like for you coaching him here these last couple you know, it's been a fast, you know, year and a half. You know, we had him for six games last year and, and obviously played very well. I think he was more deserving of recognition than what last season uh, provided for him. But And this season hasn't, he hasn't had quite that kind of start that he had last year, but he looked like he's, his game is picking up. You know, he's getting in rhythm to, to being the, the type of player that he was showing that he was doing for us last year. Um, it was fun to see him having some fun. You know, he was out there, you know, in the backfield making some plays. We had a, he had a bunch of tackles for losses. He had a sack. He had a PBU and he had an interception. So he's he had a very very productive day along with Nate Lamon. Nate had a uh, a very productive day too. So it was good to see Carson kind of get in rhythm of making some big plays for us, and we're hopeful that he's going to continue that as we go through the going into this week and through the stretch here.
couple of things. Um, Brendan Rice as a pro of the game, is he getting more confident or are you just finding better ways to get him out in open space where he can make plays? Both. I think he's getting more confident and he is getting opportunities to make some plays with some, you know, we're, we've made some some adjustments in our offense, and he's that kind of f utilizes and fits his skill set some. So I think it's both of those things. He's very confident, obviously playing, playing the game he had with three catches and over 100 yards and a touchdown, and you know that he made some very impactful plays. That's going to help his confidence. And then I would say even prior to last week's game, he was making progress even in the prior games, but but just not getting a lot of opportunities. So it's, it's us trying to fit our, our personnel and making sure we're getting some touches on some guys that we feel that can make some big plays for us. That kind of showed up for us this last week. So we need to continue that path as coaches and trying to game plan and get guys particular in, in particular positions to make plays for us. And, and hopefully when their confidence keeps growing like it is, we we can have more consistency and, and, and a lot more big plays. So, But we're... I think last week's game was really indicative of what our potential is and where we can still push this thing even further. Then uh, another one with Brendan Lewis. You could just see his confidence grow, especially after that long pass. He, it was just so nice to see the kid so happy. Um, and then he proceeded to have a really great game. Was at any point did you think, okay, he's doing good. Can we get Drew in there to get some snaps? Did, did you think that at all? And that did come up. It did. Why? Why didn't it work out? It did come up. It did come up in the course of the game. But he was playing well, and I wanted him to keep feeling it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, it, he's your starter. He's playing a great, a great game. We were planning on playing Drew um, the series after, you know, the, our last drive. But we took some, some time off the clock and moved down the f field and – we scored a touchdown in the corner of the end zone. And then the defense did what they did. And so Drew didn't quite have as much time on the, on the game clock as, as we would hope. But when it came up in discussion, I felt Brendan earned this chance to play well and to play longer. <laughs> Just because he's worked so hard and he's, you, you know what I mean? It's like you said, you're building his confidence. You're building him getting in rhythm. You, you didn't want him to f get out of that so quickly. And I, I wanted him to, to play that last series, which he did, and he went down and scored. And But we were hopeful that Drew was going to have more time on the clock. Unfortunately, it just didn't happen that way. But um, am I surprised by his confidence? I No, but I was cautious. You know, it's like, it's like before the USC game. I knew that he had a great week leading up to that game, and it just quite didn't materialize to his, in his favor for a number of reasons, right? And then this week where we had the, ten, you know, the, the two weeks in, the, in this bye, and he made a tremendous jump of progress again. I was very confident that he would play well. And when he started playing well, I just wanted to keep him in there <laughs> and let him play and feel it and, and get seasoned up on a, on, a good, on a good game where he's been very instrumental and been very impactful with it. So it was, it was all those things that you mentioned. And we're, we're very conscious of getting Drew his time. We want to bring them both along, and, and that's, that's usually harder to orchestrate, you know, given where we, we were in, in terms of just trying to find ourselves offensively. 
And hopefully this progress continues this week and, and on throughout the season where we maybe get a chance to get Drew more time, you know, as we move forward. Carl, have you been surprised at the struggle it's been to run the football this year? I mean, you're averaging three and a half yards a carry, you haven't had a 100-yard rusher, and it seemed like it was a struggle again this past weekend. But what do you see out of them in practice? And do you see signs that they're getting better, or where's the run game? It's, it's more than just, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things about when you've hung your hat on running the football so much, then there's a lot of dedication that you see from a defensive standpoint of stopping the run. And so it was a combination of that aspect and knowing that we haven't passed the ball as, effect, as efficiently as we until this last week. A lot of teams were really geared to stop the run. So sometimes it's a matter of not having enough people to block when they have so many people that are in the, in the formation front. So we've been dealing with that. You know, that's part of our uh, issue with, with the, the consistency of our run game, knowing that in most opponents' minds, if you stop CU's run game and they haven't been able really to throw it, we probably have the best chance of having success. And teams the last three or four weeks, that's what they've been doing. They've been trying to put the game in Brendan's hands. So that's why we had to get our passing game some relevance. You know, I had to start to show some some signs of life, so that we can create balance, and not play with such a hard box of running the football when teams knew that you couldn't throw it. So that's that's how they both go hand in hand. But that's not the only issue. We have not played as well as we could have, as we've done in in years in last year's past. It's really the same gentlemen that are playing but we're just not playing at the level and consistency that we were a year ago. You know, sure, we lost one starter, um, but in Frank Phillips, uh, I guess in his, in his situation, he missed spring and all summer, and so he's actually he's played much better last week. So he's kind of now starting to get in the groove. Uh, Kari has always played well. Uh, Colby has been, been solid. You know, we've had some issues at, you know, the guard positions, you know, and, and uh, the left tackle position with a young freshman that's playing there. So we, we've, they're, they're going through trial by fire in a lot of ways just because it's their first year playing in a couple of these positions. And I believe we played better last week, which is going to tend for us to continue to shore up our issues on that in, in terms of our offensive front. And I, I believe we're going to play better now that we have our passing game that's really taken some steps too. In your 12 games as head coach here, we've seen you be aggressive, fourth down, in short yard situations. We've also seen you, you know, opt to kick a field goal, opt to punt at times. What's usually going through your head in those situations? What's going on in the headset that kind of determines whether or not you're going to go for it in some of those situations? It's just the feel that that's it's weekly how I feel in the course of a game how the week went in preparation how we're coming off the football how we're protecting how we're we're doing some positive things from that standpoint um, I believe and I, I know there was people that weren't happy with me taking the field goal on the first fourth down when we we're down there inside the tight in the tight red zone well the first drive of the game we we get a chance to move the ball all the way down there and we struggled in the in the, the short yardage aspect and the, in the four, you know the chance to go for it on fourth down, 
to me, it was not worth the risk of not getting any points. After having your first drive of the game, you go down the field and you're in scoring position. Um, we felt that that was a, a positive step for our offense to get some points out of that first drive and then to build off that as they continue to get going. So there's, that's, there's no, uh, I don't have a magic formula as to why and when I do that, but I do want to be more aggressive uh, and that's usually my nature. But because of the youth of our offense and how we haven't had as much consistency, it was very important to get points out of that drive and to start with a positive note and then continue to build as the game moves forward. So. Um, it worked out okay. Carl, there was so much, so many good stories so many. <laughs> from this game last week that um, didn't even ask you about it the other day. But that goal line stand in the first half, yeah, where you know, Arizona looked like they were going to go and maybe take that lead into halftime. How big was that uh, for the mindset of this team to get that stop and preserve that lead and kind of carry that into the second half? It was huge. I mean, that was huge. I'm, I'm going to tell you that's that to me, in my opinion, was the breaking point of the game. And really the possession that the offense had to finish up, to have the ball and to finish the second quarter and have the ball coming out in the third quarter. So that's, to me, that's a big turnaround as to when the defense had that goal line stand and kept them out of the end zone. We're backed up again. It was our second time backed up. The first time we had to punt it and we flipped the field. Thank goodness our special teams did a tremendous job in flipping the field. But then the second time down there, to me, that was just as important to gain a first down and to take the rest of the time off the clock. You know, you're still deep in your territory. You're really not in a two-minute mode because you're, the field wasn't in your advantage at that time. But to be able to finish the half with them not getting any points and we're in possession of the football, and plus we get it at the start of the third, that's exactly what I wanted. So... Um, when you're down there in that situation, you don't want to do something foolish where you make a turnover or something like that. I mean, you, you saw the game last night in Monday Night Football. You know, Gino, who I had a history with when I was at the Jets, I mean, he's playing a great game. You know, they're in overtime and, you know, they're getting ready to, you know, they're trying to make a drive. And then the best player and one of the best pass rushers in the league makes a great play on fourth, third down and strips them. And now they're in position to kick a field goal and win the game. Those are scenarios that, believe me, I've been through a lot. And understanding that possession of the ball is just as important, even though you don't get any points, but having possession of the ball that takes it away from the opponent to score points, that's a win. That's a win. So I, I, I draw on all of those experiences. But that, what you just mentioned, Brian, is huge. The goal line stand, and then for us not to do anything foolish for them to gain another possession before the half, to score, I think that was huge. To follow up real quick on that, is that why, if I'm not mistaken, you guys chose to run the ball at that point? Right. Take the, rather than try to be use the time and go down and score, like it's just you know, Well, normally you would love your two-minute drive to start on the 30-yard line, right? But when you're, as if I remember, so it was a minute 48, it was under two minutes, and we're down inside our five-yard line. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can go wrong down there. You know, being too aggressive and throwing an interception or a fumble or something like that, they're in great scoring position. So to me, that was really huge for our offense to get a first down and then, you know, go into, go into the game or going into the half of the six-point lead. Carl, a couple of weeks back, you mentioned you were going to poke your head into the offense room. And I'm wondering how that's been going. 
I'm, if you ask them, they say my head's in there too much right now. <laughs> but my, that's my job, though. That's what I've been. I've, most of my career, I've been an offensive coach, you know, and and I scratch. I kind of I use the term, you know, I scratch where it itches. And if I don't think the offense is playing well, guess what? I'm going to have to step in and do something to help the offense. And and that's what I've been doing the last few weeks. So. Um, Brian asked a question whether there was any systematic changes or anything in terms of responsibility. No, but I am being a lot more of, a, of an oversight you know, manager, making sure we're doing the things that are, I think are for the best benefit for our players. And that's what I think I, I, that's gave me this opportunity of why I'm a head coach right now. So I think I'm going to utilize that strength as best I can to make sure the offense is moving forward. And, and I, I feel like I've been helping that process for the offense to move forward. Have you felt it's been manifested in any way on the field and what particularly? I scrutinized everything, so it's, it's everything. I, I felt, you know, our protection was better, for example. You know, we protected Brendan much, much better. Um, I felt uh, the passing game had to make some plays last, last week. You know, going against a very, very uh, highly rated, you know, secondary that was ranked, you know, in the top five na nationally in terms of pass defense, we needed to challenge that. And I felt we had th some capable players that could, and we did. Um, so I, I think those are two particular areas in our, you know, and we're talking about the rushing issues that we're dealing with. Well, part of that is because teams have ganged up on stopping us running the football so much that they, they give you one-on-one -on -one outside. And we got to be able to take advantage when we get one-on-one -on -one outside, and we did this past week. So those are all big confidence boosters, really big confidence boosters for our young receivers and, and, and Brendan to really build on. And today's practice was our best Monday we've had of the year. So that tells you how they feel about themselves and where they can take themselves. And we're heading in the right direction. We really are. And I think a lot of things would be shored up as long as we have this attention to detail and focus about playing our best football week after week, which is what this team is starting to do. Hey, Carl, a couple of weeks ago you were asked about Levante Chanel. You indicated that he might be getting closer. Any update on where he's at and when his return might happen? As of today, is one more game. Yeah, he will not be able to play this week. And... Um, he's practicing and doing a great job and giving a great look for our defense. And we're, we're giving him some of the stuff that, that we're doing offensively to kind of get him ready when his, his reinstatement does come, come in play, just to kind of make the transition smoother for him. Uh, but he's chomping, believe me. He, he wants to play and, you know, he wants to help. And, you know, we all want all of our great players playing. And, but he, he understood he made a mistake and he's going to deal with it just like he's been doing. And, and he'll be ready to go when that time comes. Nigel Bethel got banged up on Saturday, and then I don't think we saw Shot Clayton suited up. Any updates on either of those guys? Both of those. Nigel had, you know, he had his MRI today. You know, he's getting his knee examined. Um, you know, right now it doesn't look so good. You know, I'm not going to be specific on it, but, it, you know, from just from the diagnosis, from what the doctors did on site, you know, it could be a very challenging injury. So, uh, but we did the MRIs, and those things are going to be read. But it's unfortunate he'll be down for a while. Um, and Ashad, he went through a, a minor procedure too, and um, and he'll be he'll be back this week. But it's going to take probably he won't be back playing for at least a, another week or two. 
That's the one in the room. So, so Trevor Woods was named Pac-12 uh, Special Teams Player of the Week this week, and, and with that, and sort of with uh, going off of Nigel, you got those young corners that are playing. When you're seeing these young guys that are you know, making plays and playing, you know, you and I have talked about. I mean, nothing helps recruiting more than winning, but does it also help recruiting when? Your recruits can see that there's true freshmen that are coming in here and playing. And Absolutely. Playing Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about Nico Reed, the last play of the game, of that, the last throw of the game from Arizona. Great defense on a go route on the right side in the end zone. It was a fourth down play, and true freshmen, you know, right there step for step and right there making a play. So, absolutely. I mean, it, it helps. Uh, to, to see that uh, in recruiting that they, there's a young team that's out there competing and p competing hard and they got a chance to play early if they're, they're capable of helping us uh, win. And um, we, that's how we build our program. We're, we're, we're going to play our best players. If our best players are freshmen, he's going to play. Um, I'm not – back when I was in school and you were in school, Brian, you, we had to wait our turn, right? I don't, I don't believe in that philosophy anymore. I think the best players play. Yeah, we put them on a pretty good track to graduate in four years anyway, so there's no reason of why we need to redshirt a guy just because. Uh, if we think a guy can play and help us now, he'll, he'll play. If we think a guy needs a redshirt, he redshirts. But I don't have a seniority aspect as to, um, you know, we want our seniors to play and wait until they're done and you freshmen get to sit, but sit behind. If he's better than those upperclassmen, he's going he's gonna to be playing in front of those upperclassmen. So that's really our message in, our, in recruiting. And it's also, you know, I'm excited about the future of our team. You know, we, we have these, these guys are going to be really, really good players in time. And they're, they're starting to realize that now. And, and I think that's going to continue to turn in a faster rate, you know, coming off of last week's game. So it's, it's, uh, I think the future is going to be really bright. Uh, that's it for the room. Troy, uh, we'll open up Zoom. Yeah, we have a question for, uh, from Tyler King. Uh, hey, Carl, thanks for the time. Um, just curious, what have you seen on film from Cal's offense and what kind of challenges they bring, particularly going up against an experienced quarterback? You just said it, <laughs> the experienced quarterback. You know, that's, that's the biggest thing, I believe. Whenever you have a guy that's been a, a multi-year starter, um, they, they've seen most of the tricks of the trade from what defenses present. Um, they can they can find uh, some weak links. Um, they can do a number of things, and so that's always the biggest challenge when you're playing against a guy that's a veteran has been a multi-year starter. You know he's going to find ways to to get you know his skill the football and make good decisions when there's blitzes to be able to pick up blitzes and stuff like that. So those are all really really you know things that we need to combat when we defend a quarterback like this. Now they're balanced. They do a good job of really spreading the ball on the perimeter. They do try to attack you in some run game. And plus the quarterback is, you know, he's pretty keen on if he sees an opening, he can get to a play that he wants to get to. So it's it's going to be, you know, a typical typical challenge from a veteran, you know, offense that that a guy that's that's seen a lot, he's going to be able to make some positive decisions for his team. We just need to minimize those positive decisions and, and hopefully make more plays than he makes. Yeah, that could do it for him from here. Okay, I'll right. do it from here too. Thank you, guys. Tomorrow, Ladies, tomorrow, men's and women's. Okay, guys, we got Carson Wells joining us today, so I'll go ahead and open it up.
Carson, just a you know obvious question to start off with. After you guys have had a chance to review the film and everything, just kind of go over it, uh, what kind of things did you see, and uh, has the mood just been much better coming off of a win now? Yeah, I mean, winning solves everything, so that was great. But uh, as a team and as a defense, we left a lot out there. I mean, we shut them out at the end of the day. That's great, but uh, we left a lot of plays out there that we should have made and uh, made it an uh, even bigger deficit. Carson, were you at full health early on the season? I noticed you could kind of limp around a little bit between plays against Arizona State. Did that bye week kind of get you back on track? Yeah, I was struggling with just uh, like just dinged up a couple things here and there. Uh, bye week was good for me, good for a lot of people. Uh, came at a good time, uh, helped reset our bodies and our mindsets. Uh, coming in this second half of the season, that we're calling it. So Carson, last week you were going against an Arizona team that was playing a freshman quarterback, a guy who had just come in because a starter had been hurt the week before. This week you're playing against a team that has a senior quarterback, a guy who's played a lot of football. Just talk about the challenges of playing a guy who's been there, done that, seen a lot, savvy. Yeah, uh, as a defense, you want to give him a lot of different looks. Uh, I mean, odds are he's probably seen a lot of them. Uh, Cal does a lot of stuff well. They like to get a lot of big people in there and run the ball, so we got to be ready for that. It's going to be a physical game, and we got to get after him, put pressure in his face. What did Saturday do for you just from us? Obviously, you weren't lacking confidence as a player, but being able to kind of break free and have those big plays, what would that do for you? Um, it, it felt good, honestly. Uh, felt like I was back to my old self. Uh, last couple games have been good. USC, we didn't get the result we wanted, but uh, we played good. Um, it, it felt really good, honestly, just to get back back out there and be able to do what I know I could do and build off of that going forward and keep keep getting better each week. What do you feel like the defense made some strides during the bye week? Because you, know, you guys played well most of the year, but had some games right before the bye where you didn't play as well as you wanted to. So where did you guys kind of make some strides from the bye week? Uh, we we uh, big thing was we limited the explosive plays. We only had four last week compared to double digits the past few weeks, so that was a big stepping stone. Uh, we still got a, we still had a couple penalties that were uh, like face mask penalties on roughing the quarterback. We got to limit those, and we got to do a better job of stopping the run. I think they were like just over four yards per carry. We want that below three. So uh, <clears throat> moving forward, we got to keep doing a good job of that and limit the run, stop the run. Do you have any uh, breaking rights over Makai and Christian now that you got a pick six and they don't? You got any, you know, any good talk about that? Yeah, I just, I just let them hear it. I go golfing with uh, Gonzo a lot, so uh, I'm definitely going to let them hear that this week while we're at the range. <laughs> Carson, I know every week is different, but when you guys uh, break a losing streak and you have a win like this, can that carry over and is that something that you can really build upon as a team just mentally? Yeah, definitely. It builds the confidence level. And I feel like football is a big game of like going in each week, having momentum, and whoever is playing the hardest. And it's hard to get up sometimes for each game, uh, especially when you're losing. So de definitely, uh, that win helps put us back on the right track moving forward. Uh, I think that's it for the room. Trey, anything you have anything on Zoom? Carson, this is your third season working with Brian Michalowski, and I'm, I'm just wondering the, the relationship you have with him, and, and, and how has it been working with him 
uh, developing yourself under him when it comes to fine-tuning your technique and, and also just developing yourself as a more efficient pass rusher? Yeah, definitely. Uh, having him as a resource has been uh, crucial in my growth as a player on and off the field. Uh, we've been in a couple different schemes together. Uh, the first season we were in like a Coach Tuck scheme. I didn't get to pass rush as much. And then last year, kind of let the chains off. And then this year, uh, we're learning a new uh, like NFL-type system. So that's great. Uh, we've been learning and growing through a lot as well. This is his first like big-time job as well. So he's, he's just like a student of the game. He gives me what I need each week uh, to be successful. He's been huge help. We don't have any more questions. Actually, Dave Platty's got something to like Yeah, I'll come out later today. Carson was the Colorado chapter NFF player of the week for the state of Colorado. So that encompasses 10 schools that play football in the state. So I uh, finished second for a lot of the other honors. He lost out to Devin Wood of Utah for the conference honor. And he was nominated for the Walter Camp player of the week. And I'm not sure who won that. But still, something nice for your wall down the road, right? Yes, sir. Okay, anything else uh, from Zoom? All right, I think we're good. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carson. Next up, we're offensive lineman Kai Coop. We'll start with the same thing with you. I mean, kind of your thoughts on uh, the mood of the team and just kind of what that did uh, to get you guys uh, off that losing streak and just kind of get your heads right. Uh, it was definitely big. Uh, I mean, you saw, I mean, it felt like you could even see it, like the confidence of everyone grow as we were winning. So I think that was, that was a big thing going into next week. Kari, what did it do for the offense just late in that game to kind of break through and get in the end zone a little bit and see Brennan play with a little bit more confidence? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, why I, that's huge, you know. Uh, like uh, Trevor Woods' block punt, that was a huge momentum. Carson's... Uh, Pick six, that was huge. And then, you know, we kind of rolled off of that. It felt like we kept rolling off and met our own scoring happen as well. It's huge. So as, as a line, I think Brendan was always sacked once the other day. That's more than you guys want, even want, I know, but it's better than it's been. So do you feel like you guys played a, a better game on the front? And as you watch the film, what kind of steps do you think you made? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely think we, I mean, you can tell we played a lot better. Obviously, Bilu got sacked once, but still isn't good enough. So, uh, but there's a lot more promise and things to work on. I think. Jerk hasn't quite had that breakthrough game yet this season, like he did it many times last year. Are there certain things when you're watching the film that seem like you need to kind of fix as a group, just as an offense, offensive line, to kind of get that part of the game going? I mean, yeah, I think there's like little things, and then if little things snowball, it can. Uh, look like you know big issues but it's really just you know hand inside here you know drive a little bit further there hot play side there and it kind of builds up and it makes those you know where there wouldn't be a hole it makes a hole how uh i guess i'm sure it's been frustrating but maybe how surprising has it been as a group i mean you really only lost will from last year so most of the parts returned i know frank was coming in off an injury but for you guys to sort of had your struggles this year as an offensive line. How surprising has that been to you with basically the same group of guys? I mean, I don't know about surprising. It's, uh, I mean, you always want to have confidence in yourself and those around you, and I, I do still, no matter what happens. But, uh, uh, 
I mean, losing Will is a big deal, I think. I mean, he was a rocky left tackle, but uh, I think we're just a little young. It's just there's just more room to grow right now, you know what I mean? So I think your first year here, you guys go back to Cal, the last game of the regular season, but you're from that area. So what does it mean to you to be able to go back to this week and be able to play in front of some friends and family? Uh, I mean, I'm still a decent ways away. I'm like three hours north, but... Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to have my friends and family actually be able to come out and pl- come out and see me play.